it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something, something Bronco. This one's for Pat. That is the There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Tim Tebow back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike DeSico. Yeah. Uh, the Denver Broncos are coming off of a massive, huge, uh, pivotal, uh, transformational. Are there any other adjectives you'd like to use, uh, Mike? Unknown. Unknown. Unanticipated. No, it's unknown because does this win portend better things to come? Or are we going to be stuck in the not good enough to get to the playoffs, not bad enough to get a good draft pick, and we're kind of stuck in that where we have been for the last five, six years, kind of just kind of stuck in the middle and kind of limbo. So this win was good, but it's got to be the beginning of something. And we won't know that until we get a little bit more time. And so I don't know. I don't know how big of a win it, it was. It's it's going to depend how they come out and play next week, not Sunday, but next week against the Bills, right? Mike, they beat the Chiefs. They did. Can't you enjoy a, something? I mean, you, you couldn't enjoy the Green Bay win, and now, and now you're I, kind of hedging on the Chiefs win. I enjoy it, but you were asking me, is it a transformational win? Is it all those things? And I'm like, I don't know yet, because you can only tell those things with the perspective of time. In a vacuum, that win was amazing. You know, yesterday when I was getting ready to go to school on Monday, I couldn't decide which jersey to wear, so I brought three jerseys. First period got the orange Quinn Miners. Third period got the blue Pookie jersey. And seventh period got the white PS2 jersey. Because I was just so excited to be happy about the Broncos again. And it was awesome and all that, but we can't tell if it was a transformational win until we see how they play next week, how they play the rest of the season. See, I'm not like you, Mike. I'm not like you. I I, I like to be very reactionary. Bad. I like to be very um, depressed and upset when we lose. And I like to be optimistic and uh, pie-in-the-sky kind of guy. I am happy. Well, I thought mean. it was great. and It was exciting. But that's not the question you asked me there, bucko. I asked I'm you sorry, for adjectives, and then you gave me your impression of the game. So really, I said it was if, you're, if we're going to argue semantics, you really no, no. You're, came you're, up short. Your, your adjectives were like transformational, and all these adjectives that, again, they can only be assessed with time. We, we need to have some distance between this win to see if it was transformational. Because if this win is going to change things, we can't tell that right now. We can tell that in December, January, February, etc. It's been two days. How much time do you need? <laughs> I need two and a half. 
<laughs> what about Javante said this team's goal is the Super Bowl? Hey, they are. That's that's a transformational win right there. Where Pookie, if he believe, he's most importantly, he's the one who needs to believe the most. So I'm all for it. Tell your friends. I thought it was really interesting that they had a dominating win against a good team with subpar quarterback play. He did throw for three touchdowns. I want to read you some stats from Twitter because this is our, our usual segment of Mike and Jess read from their phones, uh, which is really one of the – we get the most feedback from that. But Zach uh, Seegers, he's awesome, and he's online. He pointed out that on drives where the Broncos scored points, they ran the ball 77% of the time. On the drives where the Broncos scored, Russ passed five times. The more Russ passed, the less we scored. The less Russ did, the more we scored. And that's kind of, to me, for the first time in however many years, an offensive identity. That this is a running team. We're going to put Quinn Miners and those boys back there, and they're going to smash you in the mouth, and they're going to hit you with Javante. We're going to hit you with uh, P. Ryan and McLaughlin. So I thought it was interesting that it's not that we won despite Russ. It's just that the plan was, we're not going to rely on you to help us score points. We're going to we're going to do it this way. We're going to run. But the, but that's kind of what they said going into the season. We were going to be a run first team. Sure. This is the first so time they really they saw it, right? Why did they start that way? They were passing and throwing and throwing up all over themselves. Well, I mean, Javante, we talked about it in the uh preseason that it's going to take a little while for him to get back to who he was and he's going to have to kind of plays way back into it and maybe we said it might take half a season it might take a full season before we really see the Javante we all know and love and this week we saw that Javante so maybe it had to do with just a little bit where the offensive line was ready Pookie was ready and our coach Sean Payton kind of decided this isn't Drew Brees and the Saints we're doing it this way and things came together is Javante back I like to think so I you know, I thought it was interesting that he'd never had 20 carries in the game before. Because, uh, you know, of course, he was splitting carries with uh, Melvin Gordon back in the day. But if he can be the guy who our offensive identity is Javante Williams punching you in the mouth, then I'm here for that. I love old school Broncos running game, don't you? It would be nice to have an identity again. I like the idea of uh, that. Not one that, like, is a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was nice to listen to uh, national sports radio. Uh, when I wasn't listening to other podcasts on the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, and, that's all I do, personally. Yeah, and the Broncos uh, were not being talked about as a, as a punchline, like you said. It, it was actually like, hey, they actually did something. And granted, there is that narrative of, oh, Patrick Mahomes had the flu, and, you know, I, I don't want to hear that. Like, that's just another injury. Yeah. That's just another... You, you know, if you don't get a pass. To play, yeah, if you're good enough to play, you're good enough to play. So he played, and he yeah. played poorly. Um, we will take that I think every he played, day of the week. And I think he played poorly because the much maligned Vance Joseph had his team ready to play. And go back to what you said real quick. I thought the national narrative was more that the Chiefs lost than the Broncos won. And I get that. The Chiefs are the bigger national story than we are. But, my God, Vance Joseph, have you – when we were sitting here talking about the Dolphins scoring 70 points, did you think in any way we'd be sitting here talking about Vance Joseph of his life. and that defense having the time of their life holding Mahomes in the span of three weeks to one touchdown? That's beyond the wildest expectations, right? It hurts to say it. I 
take back everything I said about Vance Joseph provided we don't fall on our ass against the Bills in two weeks. Give me one second right here. Somebody's knocking on my door. I have to go answer it. That's not a crazy idea. I like that idea, and I will support it. So I'll just wait here then. Just waiting for Mike. What the bloody hell is going on? Our uh, members of our undefeated volleyball team are coming in to get the picture taken. Wait, is she wearing a Champ Bailey jersey? No, that's our Bear River Volleyball uh, jersey. Oh. Yeah. You should get her a Champ Bailey jersey. The, the win on Sunday changed everything. And so now there's a little glimmer of hope. We're riding a two-game win streak, uh, which is two more games than we had won uh, to start the season. Mm-hmm. Because we were 0-0. Zero and zero. We were at 0-0. Zero and zero, So, yes. yeah. It, that's how that's how logic works. Good. Just, just for our, for our for our slower listeners out there. For our slow listeners, we just started the season undefeated. Jerry Judy has been disappointing throughout his entire career, and then he had a six-game stretch at the end of last year where he's one of the top receivers in the league. And so everybody's like, "Oh, he's turned the corner. That's who he is now." And he's come out and started the year as. Unfortunately, vintage Jerry, vintage Jerry Judy. The question is, you know, was Jerry Judy the guy from the first 30 games or the guy from the last six games? It turns out he's the guy from the first 30 games. And so that's my thing with the Broncos. Are we the two and five team? Or are we the team who took down the Chiefs? And we can't let like one win mask who we are overall, which is still a middling team with a lot of holes and a lot of salary cap questions. So should one win, as amazing as it was, really affect whether we want to offload a contract or look for long-term future versus short-term gain, which I don't know if this win should have changed anything. It was exciting, but this one win by itself doesn't mean we're a playoff team and we're fighting for the playoffs. We have a lot more evidence that says we're not that team. So why? But now we have confidence and that is worth a lot. I think that's worth a lot. Fair. And so how, what's your confidence Like I said earlier, they have to believe that they can do well. And once they believe they can do well, they'll do well. And Vance Joseph seems to have the defense figured out. Uh, we're running the ball. Looking at the schedule now. Mike. Looking at the schedule now. Um, do you feel that this stretch to close out the season is going to be as uh, harrowing as we thought just a couple weeks ago? In two weeks, Monday Night Football at Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo has been struggling, but. It's Monday night football in Buffalo. That's going to be hard. Minnesota, they just like Kirk Cousins. Cleveland, we have after that. Is Deshaun Watson going to play? Who knows? Um, God, and then what do you have next? You have the Texans, rookie quarterback, still in Houston. Chargers are three and four. Got the Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. It you looks know, after, like there's some wins Bills, still out there on the schedule. After the Bills game, and they got the Lions in Detroit. Those two games are clearly the tough ones, but there's no reason we can't feel that we have a chance in all the other games. You're playing the three and four Raiders, the three and four Chargers twice, the three and four Texans, the four and three Browns, the four and four Vikings. I mean, let's be honest, Super Bowl, yeah, sure. What's your realistic as of right now? Try not to have like rose colored glasses from one game on there. Where can this team be? Where would you be happy if this team ended up? I think we could get a winning record out of this. Like nine and seven, or excuse me, nine and eight. Nine and eight could happen. I I think we could beat Minnesota. I think we could beat Cleveland. I think we could beat Houston. I think we could beat the Chargers once. So you finish. I I know we can beat New England, and I know we can beat the Raiders. 
you think we'll finish six and three. You think, think down the stretch, it. this team is going to win twice as many as it loses. It could happen. I want to believe, but I, I'm, a, I'm nervous about getting too excited after one game. Um, oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> just because in Pat, in the last six years, this team would have a big win, and we'd all be thinking, "All right, here we go," and then they'll come out and lay an egg in the next game, right? Yeah, but that's the beauty of this win is that we have the bye week. So we get two weeks of enjoying that win and deluding ourselves into thinking that the playoffs might be in the offing. I wonder if, like, that's – I mean, that's a really good point, and I'm just surprised you made it. Um, I was waiting for you to laugh. That was kind of funny. All right, screw you. Sorry, I'm looking at Cookie Monster <laughs> over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's also Halloween, so they're taking pictures for the Halloween photo booth. I, I wonder if, like, the uh, – the bye week, the team has enough time to get over it and get back to work. And maybe it's good we don't play this next week with momentum or whatever you want to call about it. They can get over the hype, whatever you want to call it, and get back to work, get back to business. The other great thing about this is that with Von Miller no longer in Denver, there is no uh, Halloween party where people can get mad, upset, uh, uh, wasted and break into another person's home where they have to be uh, hit with a vacuum cleaner attachment. Well, that reminds me of one of my favorite uh, all-time Halloween costumes is when, uh, remember that one time Chad Kelly dressed up as an NFL quarterback? He like came out to take the last snap of like the first half to like a kneel down. Do you remember how the crowd went crazy when he ran down to do that? They got all excited, yeah. Oh my God, it's like the Chad Kelly era is here. It was almost as much fun as when they talked about uh, Osweiler Brady won. Remember when uh, he <laughs> uh, started when Peyton was hurt? Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. was there. I was at the game. Yeah, that was a great game. That was a fun game. People talk about uh, big wins. That's an underrated big win right there. That was so much Little fun. known fact about that game. Tell me. Dennis Book of World Records, most people wearing – Fake mustaches uh, in the record books. They handed out little orange mustaches to everybody, and I I guess they someone counted to make sure that everybody was wearing them, or they just assumed. All right, so Mike, what are you going to do for the bye week upcoming? This bye week, I am going to Santa Clara to a hotel right across from where the 49ers play to attend the New Educator Conference. Uh, excuse me, right across from where Taylor Swift played, I'm told. And right across from where the Broncos won uh, Super Bowl 50. You know, talk, oh about, talk about going back to where it started. I'm going to be hanging out away from across the street from hallowed ground. And I'm going to be at a new educator conference learning about education. What are you going to do? Well, just real quick. You remember the first team to ever win at Levi Stadium. Was the Denver Broncos. Was the Denver Broncos in a preseason tilt. Peyton threw like three touchdowns, I believe. It was an ass-whooping, as I recall. ass-whooping. Asses were whooped. In the preseason. And they were yes. wearing red. Yes. Uh, what am I going to do? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm probably going to do what I do every weekend. I'm just going to sit and watch football, and it's just Try not going to be the Broncos. The world. Yeah. What are you dressing up as Halloween tonight? I'm dressing up as a dad who is going to hand out candy while his kids go trick or treat in another neighborhood. I feel I feel like we are defecting on our neighborhood uh, by not uh, doing it here, and I've got a lot of feelings about that, but they are irrelevant so long as the kids have a good time. It doesn't matter. You're probably giving out raisins. I, I was the kid that everyone traded their raisins to. I like I would be like. <laughs> I would do, I would be the uh, the wild card the the smarties for raisins because smarties are awful and bottle smarties caps and all those little oh bottle caps I could I could eat so many bottle caps 
Ugh. They're Those so are good. terrible. No. Yeah. Worst Halloween oh, candy. And Bitto Honey. Like, I, if you had a Bitto Honey, give that. To, I'll, I would take that too. I I never got more mad than I would go to. I like would refuse if I went to a house and like here's some almond joy. But like no, thank you. Thank I, you. No, that's no. my wife bought the candy and and she's like snacking on it and she's I'm like are those almond joys? I'm like what? Like who hurt you? Why would you buy? Yeah. Why would you intentionally buy almond joys? Yeah, and then and then our neighbor was like, "Oh no, I like almond joys too." And I'm like, "That's disgusting. You guys make me sick." Yeah, I I question your decisions and you know choosing like, "Hey, I I want to marry this woman." How did you not know this before the nuptials? I had my eyes on other things other than almond joys. So we don't get to do a score prediction this week. No, no, that's fine. But I, I predict the Broncos by... will be on vacation. Well. Will anyone get in trouble? Will eight, anyone eight. get in trouble between now and the next game? No, I think uh, Sean Payton has got a uh, good lid on it. I think their leaders, you know, with your Russ and your Justin Simmons and those people, I think it's going to be a responsible, responsible bye week Halloween. I'm not worried about it. Um, I would say there's going to be one incident just because there seems to be always one incident at Halloween. Always, yeah. One. Maybe it'll be like our uh, like a special team or some practice squad or something. Maybe, but who was the uh, who was the was it a kicker or a punter that was caught at the La Quinta Inn in Centennial, just near my parents' house, uh, with a lady of the night? I mean, it sounds like Matt Prater, right? It must have been. Was it him? I have no idea. I don't think I've heard that story. Yeah, it's a search La Quinta Inn kicker Broncos. Are you doing this? Well, here, I can do it. Yeah, I, oh, I so thought I you were... Oh, oh, no. All right, so La Quinta, right? Kicker, Denver, Broncos. You type loud. Good Lord. Matt Prater loves booze and prostitutes. There we go. <laughs> Search around hotels for Matt Prater, and I found him in La Quinta. The, he's a red, that was when he was arrested for a DUI. Um, yeah, I was just kidding that it was Matt Prater, but it was Matt Prater. What's funny is that you look up La Quinta Kicker Denver Prostitute, and you get a TripAdvisor review entitled Try to Ignore the Hookers. Review of Quality in Aurora, Colorado. I really messed up. I'm going to lose my job. I deserve this, Prater told the police after being arrested. <laughs> well, and I hope he learned his lesson with his 20-year career that is still yeah. flourishing in uh, Arizona. So here we go. So it involves hitting a parked car with a Chevy Trailblazer featuring a parking permit for the Bronx Broncos Dove Valley training camp uh, a complex with Prater's name on it, while apparently carousing with a stripper and eventually ending up at a nearby La Quinta Hotel, where the authorities found him. I would like to point out that there are no strip clubs anywhere near that La Quinta Hotel. So this was an import from downtown. Yeah, well, I mean, strippers are generally mobile, you know. Are they? They're not chained to those poles. I mean, I encourage the use of a bus pass. And so it's if you're going to be a lady of the night, be a lady of the earth as well. You know, <laughs> get yourself a nice pair of comfy fitting tennis shoes because you're going to be walking. Electric cars <laughs> just make sense in that line of work because, you know, the, you need the tax credits. You're not reporting. You have a lot of off the books income. So you need the tax credits you get from an EV. Well, I feel I feel bad that we drug up uh, Matt Prater's past. I mean, we've all had indiscretions. and I haven't had any like that. I just want to go on record. You can't blame the wang. I've no DUIs, no 
anything involving strippers or anything like that of the sort. But your alter I'm, ego, Ron Mexico. Okay, that guy was like, that was the dog fighting thing. I've never done that either. I've never been in like any sort of trouble, literally. I've had like one speeding ticket in my life, and that was like 24 years ago. Now, Mike, I gotta, I, I'm gonna level with you. There was, I'm a nerd. There was a, there was a party. Hold on. Shut up, nerd. There was a party <laughs> here in, uh, in my small, teeny tiny New England town, and, um, one of our neighbor's daughters uh, fled uh, from the party when three neighboring towns worth of police officers uh, threw the bus down on this party. And I, from what I understand, uh, at this party, the police show up and like there's like 100 kids at this party and 75 of them just flee into the woods. <laughs> to avoid to avoid the police and and so there was a conversation among us adults Did, were we ever in this sort of situation and shockingly enough my saintly wife uh was horrified at the fact that the kids ran from the police um i of course have a checkered history and um may have uh fled uh <laughs> the authorities on a couple occasions when I was in high school. Is that something that you encountered? Did you ever uh, did you ever get in any sort of trouble like that? Well, when I was younger growing up in Evans, Colorado, you know, the bad side of Greeley, like my friends like we're in eighth grade, what we do is we and I look back on this now and it was the stupidest thing, but we'd like get friend like we need to get guys to chase us. So we'd like throw rocks at cars so they would try to chase us. Then it'd be like a big game of hide and seek. We'd like I'll be riding in diving in bushes and so you can get away and it was like so much like adrenaline and thrill and i hadn't thought about that in so long and then it told me like what would i have done if one of those guys caught i would have got the shit just absolutely beat out of me and i would have deserved it but it was never like the cops it was always just like hey those guys look mean let's throw rocks at their car and then see if we can outrun them and <laughs> They're not going to leave their car idling on the road while they chase me down. Yeah. It's like, what was our plan there if they caught us? Because they'd be like squeeching around and we'd all go in different directions and like running through yards where they couldn't go. Like, there's no way they'd catch us. This is funny. Ha, 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 ha. And then one night we were all just like feeling good about ourselves. And we saw one of those cars like slowly rolling the streets, clearly looking for us. <laughs> I was just so scared. And everybody's like, they won't know it's us, guys. I'm like, they're not. And then now I look back and now I'm like, they wouldn't have cared. They're like, we want to beat the shit out of some kids. <laughs> they're going to they beat their kids. part of flesh. Yeah. Let's do it. And so, you know, it was never the cops, but I ran for my life a couple of times. And I didn't realize how lucky I was, you know, until I look back on it. But man, we were stupid back then. And. I don't know how I escaped beatings as well as I did because I probably deserved more than one. See, for me, it was my parents bought a house that was in a development that was being built. And so because it was being developed, it was being developed. See, but I didn't want to use that word twice. So, well, but that uh, provides context to why it's called development again for our slower listeners, for our slower listeners. Yes. yes. Um, and and so being the degenerate high schoolers that that me and my friends were, we would hang out in these houses as they were being built. So it would get dark yeah, we and that. we would, we would go and, and do, uh, you know, th 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 we'd have girls in there and beers and we and, didn't do that. 
Yeah, there was all sorts of uh, things going on there. The police would inevitably see the uh, parked cars in the construction lot at 1030 at night and stop off. And you guys wouldn't be like, let's park around the block. Well, there was no block because it, it hadn't been built yet. All right. <laughs> so, so I just have memories of, of sprinting out what ultimately would become the back door of these places. Where did you uh, live? Where were you growing up? And well, this was in, in uh, what is now Centennial, Colorado. Okay. Uh, it was it was unincorporated Arapahoe County at that time. It kind of, gotcha. you know, you'd be shocked to hear that it was somewhat near the La Quinta Inn in Centennial. I do remember that, but I, I I don't remember how we got the cars back. And I'm surprised that the police officers never did like, anything with let, the cars. Well, I'm just like, let's park next to the cars because they have to come back for those. <laughs> right, let's yeah. wait here for let's wait here for an hour and see what happens. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, you know, hats off to them for not having the attention span to do such a thing because uh, we probably would have gotten well, in more trouble. They had, they had Denver Bronco kickers to go arrest. They didn't have time yeah, to... Yeah, they're like, Matt Prater's Let's go get him. You know, Matt Prater, I told him... broken he, into someone's house. Let's go get him. I, I'm told that Matt Prater started by breaking into housing developments and then one thing led to another, La Quinta Inn. La Quinta Inn. All right, uh, well, I think that's a good... Uh, segue to uh, ending this. Wait, wait, wait. What's the segue? You said what? What segue? It was. It's a. It's subtle, Mike. It's subtle. Okay. It's for, it's for, I mentioned the segue for our slower listeners. Okay. The, uh, what the actual segue? Some of our higher learning listeners will be able to discern for themselves. Yes. There yes. we go. Something for everybody. Something. Something Vis-a-vis Broncos. Something for everybody. Ergo, something. Something Broncos. Ipso yes. facto. Yeah. Uh, So thank you for listening. Uh, This has been, uh, I guess, we're going into our bye week. Is this the bye week or is it next week the the bye week? This is the bye week. This is we're gonna we're gonna break the bye week show into halves, and so this is the first half, and so next week we're gonna we're gonna break down the bills, and then we're gonna hear more of how Mike was a juvenile delinquent in high school. If they can beat the bills, it'll change, but. I want to see who they are after this game. So you think we're going to win four out of the next nine? Yeah. I think we can do better than four out of the next nine. I want I want to see who this team is against the Bills. Are they the team from the first five weeks or are they the team from the last two weeks? I want to see who they are. I don't think are the they, Bills are the litmus test. It's going to be Minnesota that's the litmus test. You don't think the Bills, the Bills are better? The Bills are better. So are the Chiefs. Well, no, we don't have to win. But are we going to go in there and put up some fight, or are we going to roll over? Are we going to get in there and go get the tie? Get the tie. I want a <laughs> half a loaf of bread. That's it's better right. than no loaves of bread. That's right. All right, That's guys. That's for our older listeners. Thank you for listening to Love you. our juvenile delinquent stories. This has been Something Something Broncos. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your Denver Podcasts. Broncos podcasts. And remember, you can't blame the Wang. You can't blame the Wang, Matt Prater.